over time after being told that you're different, you're weird, you're weak, all of those things, is you no longer just feel that you are those things. You start to believe that this is who I am. It's the difference between guilt versus shame. Guilt is a feeling. Shame is an identity. For so long, I had been trying to fight the devil in my own strength, my own tactics, my own methods, which some of them have their place. But ultimately, what the Lord showed me is I have to stand in what he says about who I am in the scriptures. Welcome to Charisma Connection. This is Steve Green on the Charisma Podcast Network. We have a great guest with us today, a special guest who's written a great book called Silent Satan. It's written by Kyle Winkler, and he's here with us live at the Charisma Podcast Studio. Welcome, Kyle. Thank you so much, Dr. Green. It's such a pleasure to be with you all. Well, it's our pleasure because this book has uh, got lots of opportunities to change lives. Absolutely. I get testimonies all the time. I can imagine. Well, tell us just a little bit about you and your background so that we can understand your how you were prepared to write such a book, because it's powerful. Absolutely. Well, so many years ago, you know, um, I was just incredibly shy. I mean, people don't see it now because I've really gone from timidity to tenacity, I like to tell it. And I speak all around the country now and through media and, of course, writing the books and live events. But that wasn't always the case. Mm -hmm. When I was in kindergarten and the first few years of elementary school especially, I was what I would consider debilitatingly shy. So much so that, ever heard of a preschool dropout? If not, you have now. That's me. I've lived only a a block away from the preschool I went to, but I still didn't want to be there because I was just so afraid to be around people. Mm -hmm. And then in kindergarten, they thought that I had a reading problem because whenever they would call on me to read, I would just freeze. So they Mm -hmm. put me in a special bus and all kinds of things where for special reading help. Turns out a couple years later, they realized he can read just fine. I went from like the Yellow Finches reading group to the Bluebird reading group. and What an uh, amazing graduation. <laughs> that's right. It was well, from dead you. last to first. <laughs> and, and it just had to do with they realized that I was just too afraid to speak mm-hmm. out loud. And so, of course, what that ends up doing in those formative years of friend building in those elementary years is I was the outcast, I was the loner, I was the one that everybody said was different. And so I didn't make any friends or many friends at all, and I hated the things that most people like at school, recess and PE class. Those were the things I would have rather stayed inside instead of having to face the rejection of being the the loner or the last one picked for the team. And, mm-hmm. you know, as a boy to be last amongst the girls, you know, that's yes. kind of humiliating. Right. So all of that stuff, then what happens through that after over time, after being told that you're different, you're weird, you're weak, all of those things is you no longer just feel that you are those things. You start to believe that this is who I am. It's the difference between guilt versus shame. Guilt mm-hmm. is a feeling. Shame is an identity. Mm-hmm. And so I started to identify with those things. I am a reject. I am a loner. And it created a lens through which I saw the rest of my junior high, high school, and into my early college years. So did you script yourself? Do you feel like you put that script on you? Or do you think it was, did you have some help in your life? Oh, there was definitely help in my life. I think that 
you know, the enemy can perceive where somebody's going, I believe, in the supernatural, in the spirit sure. realm, I'm before they ever get there. Mm-hmm. And so when the Lord's got you set up for something that you're going to do in the future, while the enemy may not be able to come in and completely cancel it, he can thwart it and delay it and cause all kinds of obstacles in the way of it. And I think that's what was happening. Of course, my own mind played a lot of that from hearing things over the years, but then the devil certainly came in and highlighted those voices saying, you're not good enough to do that. Look at the things you've done. Um, People never thought you'd be good enough at that anyway. So who do you think that you are to go into ministry like I'm doing today, speaking and writing and all that comes with that? So there were a lot of mind games that I had to overcome. So would it be safe to summarize and say, you had a bad self-image. Absolutely. That is, that's okay. exactly it. I, I didn't know who I was or what I had in Christ. And so I had to go through a journey, mm-hmm. which was the Word of God. I had so to have confidence from that. It was a journey, not nothing overnight, really. Okay, so but not it was an a event. Journey. There wasn't an event in your life that changed it. Ultimately, when I was 16 years old, I, my background is a very liturgical, traditional uh, Christian religion. Mm-hmm. that all I knew of Jesus was he was this plaster of Paris statue that hung up on a wooden beam. He was not alive to me. Okay. So I go into a spirit-filled church at 16 years old from the invitation from some of my peers in high school, and I instantly experienced power, an intimate relationship. I saw Jesus as somebody that was alive interested in my everyday life and had some sort of power that he could give me to help me overcome these this self-image issue and all the things that I had dealt with. So that was the start. So if there was an event there, there, there probably could be events throughout that have helped kickstart different things. But that was the start of understanding that the Bible, the Word of God, is speaking directly to me. Okay. It has power that can help change mm-hmm. me. And so I started to get teaching in me about what the Scripture said about who I was and what I had in Christ. And it started this, what ended up being really a decade-long journey of renewing my mind according to what the Bible said about me, not what the devil was trying to remind me of all the time. And so this book, Silent Satan, that you wrote, is uh, the fruit of those experiences of the journey. The book tells my story, and it goes through those early childhood years of hearing, you're not good at this, nobody likes you, you're never going to be this or that. Dealing with all of that stuff, it goes through the identity issues that I had because of that, being rejected and all of that. And then it goes through ultimately a climactic moment that I had just a few years ago when I started to launch out into my own ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says that the, the devil comes at an opportune time, which is never our opportune time. It's his opportune time. That's right. So from studying all of our history of things that you've done, what people have said about you, all of that stuff, then he comes at a moment to just try to bring you down. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately the book chronicles my journey to that moment right before I stepped out into my own public ministry of what the devil did to ultimately try to silence me. But then I flipped with the Lord's help. He showed me some strategies to flip the tables on the devil and ultimately silence him instead. Okay, so a a good question, maybe a little early to ask it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you feel like you've silenced Satan in your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Doesn't get through to you? 
No, not, not largely. And, and when I say silencing Satan, I don't mean that we're actually going to physically shut his mouth and he's never going to talk again. No, in your life. But in, in my life, in your own brain. absolutely. And so silencing Satan is really rising above the influences of all of the attacks, the threats, the lies, the accusations that the devil throws at you. That's why I say when you know who you are and what you have in Christ, it keeps Satan silenced in your life because you know that you know that you know that you are loved, that you are chosen, that you are accepted, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When you are absolutely convinced of those things, your mind is renewed to those things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the devil tries to say, that you aren't this, you're too much of that, all of those things. You are 100% convinced what the Word of God has to say about you. And those other things tend to roll off your back a lot more easily than they would have in my life, say, even 10 years ago. But I speak to you as a geezer now, as someone (laughs) who's old and have been through a few journeys. it seems to me that it can jump right back on you if you don't stay fresh with your tools. That's very right. And then so if you're in that place now, a place of peace where your mind is thinking on these things that are excellent and worthy of praise, if you've got your mind disciplined in those areas, how do you keep yourself fresh and wake up every morning with that fresh anointing? You have to keep the Word of God running through your mind and through your mouth. Mm -hmm. That's the key. When I was writing Silent Satan... I was starting to do a chapter on the full armor of God. It's now called the uniform of the righteous in the book. But one thing, I I was just going to write it from a historical perspective of what each piece of the six pieces of the armor of God represent, and then kind of have some practical application. During that period, the words of this atheist came to mind from my Facebook. He said, you're always talking about the love of God, but Yet then you're always also talking about weapons and warfare. If God is so loving, he said, then why are you always wanting to fight all the time? And I was a little bit defensive to that at first, but then the Lord started to replay those words of this atheist through my mind. And God said, spiritual warfare is not about having combat with a devil that's defeated, but it's about standing in the victory of the one that defeated him. And that changed my whole perspective. When I reread there in Ephesians 6 about the full armor of God, it says that we stand in the Lord and in the power of his might. For so long, I had been trying to fight the devil in my own strength, my own tactics, my own methods, which some of them have their place. But ultimately, what the Lord showed me is I have to stand in what he says about who I am in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. So every piece the belt, the shoes, the breastplate, the helmet, the sword, every piece of the armor of God is actually a piece of what we already are clothed in when we are clothed in Christ. And so yes. we have to learn how to stand in it. And the way we do that, that Roman soldier, he would wave his his sword in the air to signal to an oncoming enemy, I am armed and dangerous, you better get back and retreat. So that enemy didn't even have to get close to him because he knew, man, he's, he's dangerous. He's waving his sword in the air. So when we speak scripture, when we meditate on scripture, when we keep it running through our mind and through our mouth, ultimately what it does is it shows that that devil that's salivating in the corner trying to attack you, I can't get close to him because he knows who he is and what he has in Christ. He is armed and dangerous with the word of God. So this book, Silent Satan, is rocketing to number one on Amazon in its category. Tell me why you think the book is resonating with readers. I wrote the book with one prayer in mind. I said, when when someone reads this book, I want them to say, your story is my story. 
I want them to put themselves in my shoes for them to see themselves through all of the stories that I paint about my own life. And I get very transparent at times in there because some people say, wow, I didn't know you've gone through all of that. I don't just share that so people can have a sob story and feel sorry about little Kyle and what he went through. I do that so that somebody can say, if God did that for you, then I believe he'll also do that for me. And when I go around and I speak and I've been on various media programs, that is honestly the number one testimony I get back from people. They say, your story is my story. And that is exactly what I wanted to come out of that. Mm -hmm. Because the power of testimony is just that. When you share what you've gone through, somebody says, what God did for you, he'll also do for me. It builds hope in them and expectancy. And I've seen God honor that time and time again. But Kyle, it goes beyond testimony, doesn't it? That it's one thing to have a story, but it's another thing to know how God dealt with you and brought you through this and gave you the weapons of warfare. That's right. So I, I'm concerned or, or compassionate for the people who were where you were, because we all have our insecurities. Right. We can find them. They show up quite often. I, I think it's a universal feeling of insecurity. It just depends on where we are and what we're doing. In our strengths, maybe not. But we all have weaknesses, and that's, that's where, for sure. where Christ is strong. So you focused on that. And you gave tools. And why don't you share one from uh, from your writing that you think would help the average listener today who's dealing with insecurities and weakness of how not just your testimony, but God's testimony, His Word, and how we deal with it. Give us one good example. Something that I write about in, in the chapter called The Voice of Truth, and it's ultimately seeing yourself as God sees you, as loved and as worthy and as accepted and as righteous, made worthy and accepted. Yes. Um, and one thing I, I go through the Scripture that, that talks about how we are like clay jars. And if you look at a clay jar— you'll see upon close inspection that it is chipped in a lot of cases. It is certainly not smoothed out all over the place. It's got a lot of imperfections, and that's what the Bible likens us to. But it says something amazing about what God puts inside of that clay jar. Mm -hmm. It says that he puts a treasure inside of that clay jar. That treasure that he puts inside of that clay jar, that he puts inside of us— Chipped, cracked, broken, impure, imperfect is the very glory of God. It's his very presence. And, and I got to thinking, Lord, why would you put your perfection, who you are, your glory, your treasure inside of something such as you and I that are so broken? You know me well. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the word of God says it so clearly. It's so that his strength would be seen through our imperfections. His strength would be seen through our weaknesses. It was just what you were saying just a couple of minutes ago. It's so that his light would be shown through our cracks mm-hmm. because it's not about us. It is not about us whatsoever. It's not about, you know, I could go through all kinds of accolades and things and stuff, but it's not about any of that. It's what the Lord has done through me. It's what the Lord has done because I am a broken person, because I have been through all kinds of things. And where I am today has to do with me just surrendering, saying, okay, God, take me, use me. Here I am. 
use me. Let your light shine through my cracks. And that's what he will do with every single person listening. You don't have to hide your imperfections. You don't have to wear a mask that makes people believe that you've never struggled with anything before. Embrace mm-hmm. those struggles. Don't, of course, just live in defeat over them, but give it to God and say, God, you know what? Use this weakness to show your strength. Use it as a testimony yes. to show somebody else hope of healing and hope of transformation in Christ. So I want to refer our listeners to your website. It's kylewinkler.org. Winkler is W-I-N-K-L-E-R, Kyle, K-Y-L-E, kylewinkler.org. And one of the tools I know that's on there is the Experience Freedom uh, DVD, CD, actually. Right. Tell us about it, and it's also available on iTunes. So tell us about the content of that great resource. Absolutely. One thing, as you read through my book, and as I've been talking about here, the power of Scripture in my life has been keeping it running through my mind and through my mouth. But speaking Scripture is something that I definitely, wholeheartedly believe in because it's changed me. So you speak it out loud. I speak it out loud. Right. That's how a Mm -hmm. sword is meant to be used. You know, you just can't keep it in your holster all the time. You Mm -hmm. have to actually pull it out so that the enemy knows, the enemy that's trying to put all this stuff into your mind, he knows that you're armed and that you're dangerous. Satan doesn't enjoy scripture reading. He does not enjoy. It reminds him of his defeat, ultimately, and nobody likes to be reminded of his defeat. So when you you raise that scripture in the air through speaking it through your mouth, it keeps him running and it keeps Mm -hmm. him at bay in your life. But this Experience Freedom album, it is, it is spoken scripture and scripture declarations. See, I believe in personalizing the scripture. If you are to change your identity by mm-hmm. the scripture, then you have to identify with the scripture. So I like to, to change things such as we're anxious for nothing, but by everything through prayer and supplication, we make our requests known for God. I just simply change it to I am anxious for nothing so that I can truly identify what the scripture has to say about me and my situation. Mm-hmm. So this album basically takes 15 different issues that we all face. Give us one example, Kyle. Well, anxiety, fear, and worry, for example. Okay, and then what you do with it. So I would take a scripture from 2 Timothy 1.7, for example, mm-hmm. that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but we have power, we have love, and a sound mind. So I would take that scripture in there. I read that scripture, and it's very peaceful, very calming. We have, have music not, behind it. There's right. original instrumental music behind it. Right. And then I turn it into a spoken confession, something personalized. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but I have been given power and love and a sound mind. Sounds and like I a leave, great way to start the day. It's a great way to start the day. Yeah. It is a great way if you're driving to work. I mean, here we are in Orlando, I-4 rush hour traffic. You could uh, play that during that, and maybe it'll help some road rage or something. But uh, I've had people that have written into me and telling me they've had migraines on their way to work, and they started to, to play this scripture music album in their car, and the migraines went away. I have people mm-hmm. that tell me that they go to sleep to it at night. So it's, it's called Experience Freedom Unlocking the scriptures for and your life. And it's available on your website. It's available on my website. You can even get a free sample there on my website. Three Great. minutes to defeat anxiety, fear, and worry. Great. KyleWinkler.org. Kyle, I want you to do something for us. I really feel this is the kind of message that requires us to end the podcast with prayer. Absolutely. That there are no question there are people listening to this that are identifying with everything you're saying. They're right there with us. We all have insecurities. Some folks listening today are deep in despair. 
and uh, very insecure and are looking for an answer. So would you lead us in prayer and pray specifically for those people who are listening today to feel like there is no hope? You've been there. You can speak to it. You're qualified. You're ready. So speak into that in your prayer, and then we'll close with a reference back to your book. Would you pray for us? Absolutely. There are people, just as Dr. Green was saying, that are listening to this, and perhaps you've had that whisper like I did on the shoulder that's telling you, look what you've done. You're not good enough. You've been too dirty. You've messed up one too many times, that relationship issue. You know, whatever it is, that symptom, it's never going to weigh. You're, you're going to have to deal with it for the rest of your life. I want to tell you that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil in your life, yes. not to hold you hostage to them. And when he was up there on that cross, why don't you go there? This is, this is just something that I do often when I preach and even through the book. I want to take you to the cross right now. Mm. Close your eyes if you can and go there right now and see. See Jesus up there on that cross with that crown of thorns and his one-inch barbs that's pressed against his maimed forehead and drops of blood, scarlet streams of blood are pouring down his sinless body. He did that. Of course, he did that to take away your sins, but he also did that to take away your shame. He also did that to break the lies of the devil in your life, to take away those symptoms. He did that to declare that you are worthy, to declare that you are accepted, to declare that you are righteous. So position yourself there at the foot of the cross and see that bondage-breaking blood of Jesus pour over you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. That is his identity. That is his sinlessness. That is his perfection. And he's covering you in it now. Covered in the blood of Jesus, you have an identity that no devil can accuse because it's not about you, but it's about him, Jesus, and whom the devil can find no fault. So I just want to speak into your life right now that in Christ, I hold up a mirror to you so you can see how God sees you in Christ. He sees you as loved. He sees you as accepted. He says you're clean. He says you're white. He says you're pure. He says you are worthy. You're forgiven. You are healed in Jesus' name. And I just declare these final words of Christ from his cross over your life right now. Jesus says that it is finished. Guilt and shame finished. Slavery to sin finished. The question of does God love me finished as those arms of grace stretched out across that rugged splintery beam shows you that he loves you this much. It is finished in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been visiting with Kyle Winkler here at the Charisma Podcast Network studio, and he wrote this great book, Silence Satan, Shutting Down the Enemy's Attacks, Threats, Lies, and Accusations. Don't we all need to do that? Refer you back to his website, kylewinkler.org, where you can get a free download on Experience Freedom, uh, some reading of passages that will really bless your heart, and they're available there as well. So, Kyle, do you have any last words before we wrap up? I certainly appreciate the opportunity kylewinkler.org. That'll take you to all those resources. I also have the the app, Shut Up Devil app as well. It's a free resource that you can download that will give you scriptures related to all the issues that you face to ultimately help keep Satan silenced. Tell us the name of that app again. It's It's on iTunes? It's it's on iTunes. It's the Shut Up Devil app. Just rolls off the tongue real easily. Shut Up Devil Devil app. That's right. Shutupdevil.org or right there in your uh, iTunes store or your Google Play store. 
Well, I believe that this podcast with with you, Kyle, will go a long way to shutting up the devil. <laughs> That's, That's the pretty goal. Good. Amen. You've been listening to the Charisma Connection with Steve Green on the Charisma Podcast Network with Kyle Winkler, Silent Satan. God bless you all. Thanks for listening. Are you a spirit-filled woman looking to take your education to the next level? Hi, I'm Steve Green. As many of you know, I'm a former university professor, kind of north of 30 years of doing that. I was also dean of the College of Business at Oral Roberts University, and I can tell you how important education is. It's so important to you. It can change your life. It changed mine. And, you know, I'm leery of things that changed my life because I kind of like my life. But if you want to be educated, if you want to grow more, I highly recommend Grace College Online to you. That's Grace College Online, online online.grace.edu. They're a Christian university. They specialize in biblical values, in strengthening character, and preparing for service. I used to always teach my students that half of your success will be your competency, the other half will be your character. It's ranked by U.S. News & World Report as one of the best baccalaureate colleges in the Midwest. This is a degree for women who are already in ministry looking for quality training to develop their leadership skills. The degree also helps develop ministry values and skills in order to help others experience God's love through spiritual friendship and community. And even better, it's fully accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Women's Leadership Studies is 100% online. It means you don't have to do your hair. You can get up, go to your computer, and learn stuff. To request more information, go to online.grace.edu. One more time, online.grace.edu. God bless you. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.